Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we discuss the pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. My name is Arun Kumar. I'm the driver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? Doing all right. Good morning, everybody. So this is episode 14, because I haven't recorded episode 13 yet, but I'm going to tomorrow, and then I'm going to upload them with the correct timing so that this ends up Whoa. being 14. We're Whoa. getting advanced. You're ju- yeah, you're screwing up the timeline here. What's going on? Well, I think you screwed up the timeline by rescheduling our last recording. I'll take fault on that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So just a reminder, if you like what you hear here, go ahead and share this with a trusted colleague or friend or family member or pet if they can listen to English and leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. We love to hear from you. We haven't actually heard from anybody yet, but we're getting, we're going to. It's great. It's going to be great. Hopefully soon. I want to know how we're doing. Yeah. We just got to keep sharing it. We know, we know how this works, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I have an admission of guilt. Oh, you know how we've we've listed out our social media platforms at the end of every episode and and made a very bold exclusionary statement. No, I know where you're going with this, <laughs> Rune. So if you want to find us on TikTok, <laughs> oh no, you're and, you're getting on TikTok right before they ban it. I like it. Yes, but let me explain. The The why. First, why that (laughs) wasn't part of my calculus, the fact that they're about to get banned. Which I guess makes me feel a little safer with it because either they're going to get banned or they're going to get spun out of the Chinese part of the company and there will be less of a national security risk. But the other things I did to defend myself where I turned off all activity sharing and all that. And I know at the end of the day, that's not really going to make a difference, but I give myself a little bit of peace of mind through doing that. And then the last point is that I know that part of the reason why I didn't want to get a TikTok is because I know I would be buying into the one hit dopamine mainline to your brain with yeah the the dopamine punching bag yes that it is yes and it's just this thing where you sit there with one thumb wherever you are and you just burn your eyes for the rest of time just addicted to a screen and yeah youtube shorts instagram reels all the same thing so part of me was saying you know I do actually get a lot of value out of Instagram reels and YouTube shorts, not only for my posting, which gets YouTube subscribers, Instagram followers and all that. But also when I listen to some of the messages that I hear there, I think, you know, this is the thing that's going to get me motivated right now. This is the thing that's revealing another little angle on my way of thinking and my perspective, my business tactics, whatever it is, I learn and I get energized by these short videos. And I'm pretty good about managing the lock my phone and and actually get into real life again, action that needs to be taken. 
but I know not everybody is. So, you know, I'm trying to make my messages on these platforms very disruptive, very, hey, I don't care that you're addicted to what's going on in front of you right now. You need to get up and get to work. Yeah, uh, it's. I see why you did it, though, because like <clears throat> our friend Jake, he has so much traction with it. And and there are good messages that do come out of TikTok. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely got to be in moderation. Yeah. And, I, and so the last point is there's this guy, Demon Dean. Have you seen any of his stuff? I don't think so. So so Demon Dean is someone who I have binged on Instagram Reels uh, for quite a while, but I knew his TikTok was actually his main platform and I had never seen it. So I thought, let me go look at his strategy on TikTok versus Instagram because he has 150,000 followers on Instagram, but he has 1.5 million followers on TikTok. So I went over there just to check out his strategy because I figure if he's developing such a large traction with a very, very similar style of video to what I do, that I want to make sure I'm absorbing all the knowledge that I can from that. Not to mention the fact that I do get very motivated by his stuff. I really like watching it because it pumps me up. It's great sound like just the audio for me does a lot for my energy levels so if you haven't seen at demon dean 92 go check him out some fire yeah, for you there as i as i just am uh, scrolling <clears throat> through his instagram I, I i think you need a beard like him i think you should grow one out right? oh man <laughs> <laughs> Not, i so per, small aside when i was still drinking, I would wake up sometimes at like 1 p.m. because I'd have fallen asleep at 6 a.m., you know, basically passed out drunk from a blackout. And I'd wake up at 1 and I'd think, well, if I get up and brush my teeth and shave, specifically if I shave now, I'm not going to be able to shave tomorrow morning because there won't be enough stubble there to actually cut off. This was my theory, at least. I don't think that's true. I think my Shaver could have handled it. Um, but I would just basically use that as a way to say, okay, I don't need to shave today. <clears throat> and on those days, obviously, I'm super hungover, feeling like total shit and kind of scruffy. <laughs> and, um, but, but I did, I mean, I hated myself on those days pretty straight up. So, when I got sober, that was one of the standards that I've set for myself is, is that I shave every single day without fail. Ah. Um, but there have been a couple of times in sobriety where I have thought, let me try a beard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it doesn't, it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About day 10 for me. <clears throat> Can't do it. So no more for me. I think I can get to like four and Evelyn starts hating it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, Heather doesn't like mine either. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I'm kind of with her. I think it feels gross on my face. And yes. And then I get yeah. just a little bit of negative reinforcement from somebody I care about. And I'm just like, all right, that's enough. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, long tangent today. We had eight minutes. That's almost you. I listened to the the one recently where we said we'd never hit ten minutes of small talk, but we just hit eight. So oh. time to get started here. <laughs> we'll hit. We'll hit it sometime. Uh, um. Okay. So we are driven. Started in 2020. I got the tattoo on my shoulder in, oh boy, I should have come up with this year before I started talking. Let's see. I would have been 2014. I got the tattoo. So the, the word driven has meant a lot to me for a long time, coming up on a decade really. And in 2022, was when I really started to push the brand as a brand, like as a commercial product. And beyond that, it was the time where I really clarified what it meant. And coming along with that and my other simultaneously starting entrepreneurial ventures, I felt it necessary to set up a set of core values. And these core values are applicable across all of my companies. And obviously all of my companies have the word driven in them, in the name. Um, but I felt that these core values would really fit across everything that I do. And, and they are also my personal core values. And so the four are every second counts, always raising standards, lead by example, and love what you do. Today we're going to talk about lead by example. And part of the reason for that is that especially in the last few months of really, really pushing content, but also over the last nine years, I have led by example, both intentionally and unintentionally and provided value to the world in doing so. And I think that because of that and because of the sort of validation of what I'm sharing in just living my life and, and sharing it and providing positive value for people. I want to, I want to take some time to clarify what it really looks like for you as somebody who's part of this, we are driven ecosystem. You're listening to the podcast. You, you care about this stuff. And so I care that you follow this core value. So I want to talk about that today. <clears throat> So we'll keep it fairly simple. I basically just want to help you understand what it looks like to lead by example, because I don't want it to scare you away that I'm basically telling you, okay, you have to start posting on Instagram stories every day and you need to get every single social media platform going. No, no, no. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, they can definitely be... Uh... A little bit more subtle things too. Like it's not 
you know, it doesn't have to be like a glaring, like big event kind of thing. Yes. And, and also I think, I think becoming a, a social media influencer or acting like a social media influencer is not for everyone. Um, oh I think no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not me, and I'm sure there are people out there who say that I shouldn't be at least behind closed doors. I'm not like, I'm not in a big enough, even close yet where there's people who are like talking about <laughs> me that I don't even know. I <laughs> doubt that's the case. Um, but still, basically the point is, is if you believe in the driven mindset, the driven lifestyle, if you believe that you should be pursuing excellence in your life, then I believe that you have something of value to offer to other people. And that is leading by example. So that's how you can bring value to other people the easiest way possible. So just a couple of stories to start with on how I have seen this work. Uh, and then we'll we'll get into just some advice on on how I think you can do it. So first, I posted on Instagram every single day for, I don't know, months. I didn't really keep track, but I started doing it where I would basically post a photo from my home gym where I was working out with the We Are Driven banner in the background. And then I would post one more post in the morning showing my sort of progress on the day, whether it was my uh, Apple Watch fitness tracker app showing that I've already met my, met my move goal of 1,200 calories, active calories, or I've already worked out for 90 minutes, um, or I've done a certain amount of things on my checklist for work, whatever it is. And I fully believe in the value of this morning routine and being extremely productive in the morning and how that, that really can transform your productivity for the whole day. And you don't even need to do much in the afternoon if you're this productive in the morning is what I found. So I called that win the morning, win the day. And I don't, I don't think I came up with that. I don't know where I heard it first, but when the morning, when the day it works. And yeah, I'm sure that that's been coined probably a few different times somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so I would, like I said, post a story from my workout and then post a story from a bit later in the day, just trying to show some progress. And in that story, I would put when the morning, when the day, and I would do the same Every once in a while on LinkedIn, I don't think LinkedIn is as much of a you know motivational platform, uh, but posted it there anyways, for better or worse. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's a that's a weird platform to crack because a lot of the time it's just about what's going on in the business world, and I don't know the, how people post there is just different. Uh, text goes a lot further on LinkedIn than yes. any other platform. Oh, absolutely it does. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's key. Um, but yeah, so, so I would post that and I got a message one day from a guy I barely knew. I think I probably met him in person once. Um, but I knew him through the automotive industry. Um, it's not you, Dan. <laughs> oh, I was going to say like, uh, <laughs> what did I sign up for here? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but just somebody else I knew through the industry messaged me on LinkedIn 
and said, hey, I just wanted to thank you because your posts explaining how you win the morning to win the day inspired me to establish a morning routine. So I'm waking up half an hour earlier than I was before. I'm starting off the day with a glass of water. I'm getting a workout in. I'm eating better throughout the day. I notice that I'm grounding myself in these better habits. And I'm so grateful that you shared that simple message of win the morning, win the day. And some examples. Man, that's and awesome I- to hear. Glad he, glad he at least reached out to you and gave you some feedback on it. Yeah. And so, you know, saying it helped him. Like that, they had to feel good for you. It did feel good for me. It felt it felt good, but it also like I know two things. I know two things from that message. I know for one that it worked for him. I don't think anybody would go out and write that message just for fun. So something worked for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That w- that was true honesty. Yes. But the other thing is, if one person was so compelled as to actually message me think about all the people who haven't messaged me that had the same experience another nine people call him 10 percent. that could be four could be 50 could be 100 you don't know right and and my linkedin posts get two thousand thousand uh not 2,000, 1,000 to 2,000, <laughs> 1,000 to 2,000 views per post. Um, so pretty decent exposure. Oh, there, people are I viewing guess. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if one person reached out to me and said that, I mean, that's still a win. I don't need more people to have actually been impacted. Uh, but, but just, the simple, basically bragging about my productivity in the morning, but sharing just how happy I am because of it works. And I, it's, yeah, you can call it bragging. You can call it self-inflation. You can call it ego. I just call it sharing. And we are, we are in a world where we have a platform to do that. And if you believe that you are living your life well, it's almost your obligation to share it with people in some form or another and so for me that that was a great example of where leading by example worked yeah i mean you even have me getting up super early a couple days a week working out now so yes and yeah i i mean every additional person who does that is is a win in my book (laughs) So yeah, thank you. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's super apparent too because like my morning workouts I do are way more packed than my evening ones. So it really it, it's oh yeah yeah there's hmm. way more morning people where I go. So it's uh it's interesting uh to see that that shift because like I'm a night owl so hmm. to me to get up early is it's a rough time but I <laughs> I do enjoy it. it it does it does change my day it, it makes me more awake uh for the early morning stuff and and then i just think about oh i'm done with that for the day what, what else could be harder <laughs> yeah I, I part of the motivation for me to do it is i am so bad at getting to the gym after work mm, because yeah. i don't i'm not good at turning off work for one so i can't you know close the laptop at five and say all right team i'm out and see you tomorrow yeah i'm pretty bad at that um and then 
I, in my experience, the gym is always significantly busier in the evening. Um, so I, you're in a weird place where it's yeah, the morning. It wasn't, I think last night there were like six people in there day before it was, I think five and the week prior on a Wednesday, it was four. And then in the mornings, it's like 20. Huh? So, so it's, it's a, it's a wild shift. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the time I'm going at. Who knows? Maybe it's just the type because it's a F45, right? Correct. Yeah. So what? I don't even know what they do there. What is, what is F45? <laughs> well, it, it's a, it's just like a, it's a functional 45 minute workout. Uh, mm. They do like Monday, Wednesdays are cardio days. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday are um, like resistance training. Um, and then Friday is a hybrid. Saturday or Sunday are an hour long and they're kind of a hybrid. It just kind of depends on their schedule. So they, they change their what the workout hmm. schedule is every month. So like yesterday, it was 12 pods. Uh, and then we would do 45 seconds of like a jogging pace on whatever the workout was 15 seconds off and then 20 seconds of that workout, but a sprint pace and then repeat that again. And then we would change pods. So that that's how they, they do some of their cardio stuff. And then, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, Tuesday weightlifting was, um, drop sets. <laughs> so kind, All right. kind of a kind of, kind of a similar pod aspect to it uh it, it changes every day hmm. so okay well i wonder i'm just trying to think like how that plays into whether people are showing up in the morning or or evening i don't know yeah i i don't know if it does because <laughs> yeah, i mean you know evelyn teaches crossfit and there is mm. there is the the morning classes decently full and it's more full than it was when i would go last year last year there was 10 people a day and the evening mm. class has 30 um now it's wow. probably 20 and then 30 or 35 that, that gym huh. is growing also so good for them right um but yeah regardless win the morning win the day posting about it online got somebody to reach out and message me and say, Hey, I established a morning routine. Very grateful for you exemplifying what's possible to get done in the morning. And and as a result, I'm seeing my life improve. Uh, Going into the second example, and this is something that I, I get out of Alcoholics Anonymous. So in Alcoholics Anonymous, there's the 12 traditions and uh, the, the 12th tradition talks about Attraction, not promotion. Attraction, not promotion basically means that Alcoholics Anonymous, the word anonymous is in there. Um, It is, you know, by me talking about this and the fact that I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous on a podcast technically goes against some of the the traditions that were established in 1930 (laughs) or 39. Definitely the standards have changed when it comes to the A. Yeah. As far as like and, talking about it and being being open. And I, I seeing it personally in my life and seeing someone go through it, I think that being open is actually beneficial. Mm-hmm. I, I think than bottling it up. Yeah. And I agree with that because 
I didn't know what an alcoholic was until I joined Alcoholics Anonymous. And I probably knew some people in my life that were in Alcoholics Anonymous, but they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't tell me. They just didn't drink. And I looked yeah. at them and the fact that they didn't drink and was just like, okay, I guess they don't drink. Not any like anything more sophisticated than that. Right. That they, that they were going through recovery <clears throat> and, you know, having their own talks within other AA members. Well, and, and so the key for me is when I learned that my behavior had a diagnosis that was treatable through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, that was what completely changed it for me. That is what took me from saying, I don't know why I can't not drink or I don't know why I can't stop at one beer. You know, I was able to, to cut off uh, using weed without any struggle whatsoever. I was able to resist, call it whatever word you want. Like I had been offered harder drugs. I just decided never to take them. And for some reason, alcohol was just this thing that I was obsessed with it. I craved it constantly. Once I started, I couldn't stop. And I didn't know that that was a thing, that that was an actual diagnosis with a, you know, disease classification that had a treatment and a program globally with millions of members in it that are all doing this attraction, not promotion thing. Um, But people take it really far where they just are very quiet and, and almost ashamed of their alcoholism. Um, And yeah, your behavior when you were drinking was probably shameful. I know mine was, but I'm six years sober and have a long way to go. But I also know that in my being sober and my telling my story like I did on an earlier podcast, that that is going to help other people stay sober. And again, I had somebody reach out to me after listening to that podcast and say, hey, I just want you to know I've been through something similar. I've never told anybody this before. I feel like less of a man because of it. And I said, well, so first of all, that's not true. No, not not at all. Right. And I'm very grateful to have that guy in my life. And I'm very grateful that he is still in my life. And it wasn't me that shared my story ahead of him doing that and that it actually changed his behavior. Somebody else literally talked him off a bridge. But by sharing that, he got to relate to somebody and he got to share openly with somebody and he knows he has somebody he can talk to if he ever finds himself in that position again. And it had nothing to do with, uh, with alcoholism, but it did have to do with being suicidal. And, you know, I think for me that the, both of those are part of my story. Um, and to be able to connect with people on either is, is very powerful. So I think that's, that's another one where if you feel like you've overcome struggles in your life first of all don't just bitch about them don't just say you know all oh, these are my struggles i'm so you know i'm on the other side i'm i'm pushing through like that don't that's not what i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying that like yeah you have to acknowledge where you're at from where you've been don't just talk about this struggle that you've had and that it was so hard 
but the point is the fact that you've overcome it, not the fact that you went through it. Yeah, it, it's not the complaint of going through it. It's it's how you grew to be better than that struggle. Yep, exactly right. Exactly. Um, and and when we're all able to share like that better, and I don't know, I can't, I don't know exactly how to define better. I'll come around to it in another episode. But, you know, when you when you're able to share better, better about how you have overcome your struggles you connect with people better so that's how you lead by example in that way is that you're sharing how you've overcome you're sharing the fact that you've overcome you're not sharing the struggle itself but you can overcome it and get better from it yeah and and like you can you can like bring a sense of relatability especially if that other person has like a a similar struggle that they're going with, but Mm -hmm. like alcoholism in, in your case, um, uh, which is great for conversation. And then it almost becomes like a mentorship. Like that person will feel comfortable coming to you and asking you questions and you'll be able to give them answers. Uh, and, and that's how I see leading by example is, you know, just giving someone a scenario of something that happened in your life and being there for them if they've got questions and, you know, it, and just doing the right things. Uh, and and the, those people who see that they'll value you for it uh, long-term. And, and so that's a really good point about mentorship also is that you can quietly lead by example, but it will give you the opportunity to actively lead by example. And 100%. Some, some people think that leadership is this, you know, step up, be assertive, be controlling, be commanding thing. And it does not have to be that way. And I won't, I could, I can talk for a long time about this, but just go listen to whatever 370 something episodes of the Jocko podcast. It's all about leadership. <laughs> you, yeah. That's been my education for the last six years on leadership has been uh, Jocko Willink. And that's, you know, a very powerful tool is that you will get promoted into leadership positions without even asking for it because you will lead by example and you will find yourself mm-hmm. being asked, asked for advice, asked for uh you know, influence on how to get something done, basically the same as advice. And, and, and that is what will elevate you as a person, but you will have done that and you'll qualify for that position because you first led by example and proved to other people what your qualifications are. Yeah. You definitely don't have to be the, uh, the captain on a battlefield, you know, screaming at his men to move forward. Exactly. You definitely. There are definitely other ways you can exactly. do that, I guess, but there are other ways. <laughs> I recorded a, a reel this morning. That was literally just me yelling at the camera. And yeah, I've been seeing a couple of those. <laughs> um, you can see like the vein in my forehead and I was like, Oh man, I'm really getting into <laughs> it now. I had the house to myself this morning. I went for it. Um, but 
<laughs> anyways, that's leadership in a different way. <laughs> um, so where I want to take this is a couple examples that we just shared there of what leading by example can look like outside of Instagram stories every single day and, and how it actually impacts other people and why it's valuable. So from there, let's talk about what you can do. So what does leading by example look like for you? Show others what you're doing. And more importantly, don't downplay or hide or skew away from what you're doing if people ask you. Because it's a very popular statement right now for people to say, you know, work in silence, let your results do the talking. Or, you know, shut out the world for six months and when you come back, you'll be a monster. You know, bullshit like that. That's some of the sort of... Some of those are the Instagram reels that that do motivate me, but just for the tone, not necessarily for that specific message. Yeah, um, that's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, because I like what I get from that is, you know, we are driven is about sharing and it's about community and it's about connecting with other people in a network. And it's the opposite of shut everyone else out. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how that would be beneficial to anyone, but if it's working for somebody, I'm sure it works for others. Well, and and what I will say is you get a lot of people who just get caught up in a social scene and need that mm-hmm. in order to break out and become themselves. Yeah. So if you do need to do that for six months, I understand. But if you're already a hardworking motherfucker that is driven and working and doing the thing, no, you don't need to go and try to isolate yourself even further. I'm already... Like, I'm very confident that if you're already on this path, you don't need to isolate more. And so when you come across people in life who say, well, how did you get like that? Oh, you used to be so much like bigger and you lost weight or you used you used to be so skinny and now you're all buff or this that business you're doing looks like it's really working. Like, what are you doing? How are you doing it? Don't just go, "Eh," you know, (laughs) just making a couple phone calls every day or, eh, you know, like, I don't know why people hire me. Just, I guess I'm being humble. And you can, you can go through all these, you know, throw away humble responses to things, but you're not helping anybody. And I want you to lead by example. So you don't have to go out there and and help somebody or hire somebody into your business in a way where you're their direct leadership all of a sudden. You don't need to be hired as a coach, none of that. But just share what you're doing and share how you did it. If if you're confident in yourself, sharing exactly what you've done to get where you are doesn't mean you're giving up a competitive advantage over people because you're ahead of them. And if you want to keep outworking them, you will, whether that's in business, whether that's you want to be the biggest guy in the gym, whether that's your, your competition is going to open right next door. Lead by example, be the better shop, be the more disciplined gym goer. (laughs) And, And the last one, be like respect all builds. 
Like, don't just go walking around shitting on other people at car shows when you show up in the yeah, best car. I do have a point on that, actually. It, <laughs> okay. It, it, and I, I will say I am guilty of this. I, I have <laughs> done it. I've done it in the past. I still sometimes currently do it. Uh, I will tell you that Hondas are off off the book for me. No, no Hondas ever in my life. I don't know why. Don't know why. But I see this often <laughs> in the car community. I mean, often. Uh, you know, don't be the person that is sitting there snickering in the corner with your buddies about how somebody drives or what they drive or what they look like. Or, you know, if they're big, small, tall, short. Like, don't be that person. If you, if you see somebody struggling and you have the ability and you have the skills to help them, Invite conversation, you know, tr try and teach them the things that, you know, you know, we, we, we used to laugh at people at the track all the time that didn't, that didn't know how to do a burnout or, you know, <laughs> di didn't know how to properly drive a stick shift car. And now I've found last year I was at the track dude in a brand new GT 500, brand new car. Mm. And he could, could not do a burnout in this thing. And I'm like, this, this is so easy. Like, how could it be this hard? Like, so I, I approached this car in the pits and I said, Hey man, like I used to be a big time, you know, S550 Mustang guy. Uh, I, I can help you with this. I can tell you exactly what you need to do. Cause I've been watching exactly how you're doing it. And there's an easier way. Cause like you do a burnout, like a small one and then stop in the water box, which does nothing for you, but make everything worse. Uh, he goes, I just can't figure out how to roll out with the line lock. I'm like, I can show you. And he goes. Here's the key. Get in the driver's seat. I want to see it. <laughs> so I take his car out, out of the, the racetrack facility and uh, into a, I, onto I, a private know, road. In, yeah. Onto the country <laughs> private road. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's different because it's not a manual, but same concept with the line lock. So I, I do the line lock. I rip it. I, I think I was up to like fourth year and I just let it go and it, it went like for a country mile it went and he that and he was super impressed. he goes okay yeah oh it was <laughs> <laughs> so he, so I, I pull it back into the track and uh he goes all right go take it up to the start line i'm like all right so i did it in the burnout box for him ran it down the track and he goes all right it's my turn and then he he got it he figured it out he, his times were significantly better uh so like it, it's little things like that like if you see someone struggling it, it you have an opportunity to coach them. And in my case, drive a really cool car that I probably won't buy. So, so there's a win-win opportunity even in here. Oh, absolutely. It's, I see it as what you, what you give can be what you get back. If not more, you know, you, uh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You can only be rewarded if you're, if you're giving something. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, so you you led by example in terms of showing him how to do a burnout in his own car and he got it and it wasn't you sitting in the passenger seat teaching and he gave you that opportunity to lead by example and and I think the even cooler leadership uh, example that's that you had in there is the fact that you approached him being helpful and yeah. Others can do the same whenever you see somebody struggling. And 
you know, I, I'll share this. I, I didn't intend to. Um, I sold my T Hill M4 racing wheels and tires yesterday, two days ago. Yesterday, the buyer texts me and says, Hey, all these wheels are bent. So, yeah, I still think this story is wild. Yeah. So, so, you know, that sucked. Um, I here here's the explanation for how that happened. Um, the car was a rental, basically. I would rent it out to people who were taking it on the track. I was not in the passenger seat. Um, the The passenger was an employee of mine who is a professional race car driver who was acting as a coach and who, more importantly, doesn't get car sick like I do in the passenger seat. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I I never wanted to be in the passenger seat with um, somebody else driving on the track because I get I've I've thrown up immediately out after taking my helmet off on multiple occasions. Oh, <laughs> so I'm not a fan of that. But apparently, while the car was on track, there were some off-track excursions that involved slamming into curbs. That'll do it. Okay, yes. I'm following now. <laughs> and uh, as a result, that car had all four wheels bent somehow. Um, now, I was not aware of this when I sold the guy the wheels. And so I sold him the wheels and then texted me the next day and said, hey, all the wheels are bent. And when he bought them for me, we were loading them into his M4. This is... 11 inch wide wheels <laughs> that mm-hmm, he was loading yeah. all four I'm of sure them didn't fit no they yeah. fit they actually all I'm, fit I'm, in his car i'm shocked <laughs> it was amazing yeah but so he was telling me yeah i'm I'm going to have my first track day in a couple of weeks um, thanks so much for these tires and wheels i'm so excited taking my m4 out i hope i don't crash haha and you know, I was so excited for the guy because I remember what that was like for me. And that's what I was trying to enable with the T-Hill M4. And so I thought, oh, it's great. These wheels are going to get to live on and help somebody else get on track in their M4. Super excited about that. Text me the next day and says, hey, I want to return them. I'm just going to race on my all seasons. I don't want these. I want my money back. Um, and so f- for me, that was upsetting for two reasons. One of them, I, I was happy with the money that I earned <laughs> selling them. Yeah. Um, but two, I wanted this guy to to have a good experience and have the right setup of, of wheels and tires. And so both to my benefit and his thanks and thanks to Apex wheels, I'm able to buy replacements at 50% off. Um, so that's a really good program that, that Apex has and more, more important than that, you know, I was able to basically reassume ownership of the wheels so that I could return them to Apex and go through that replacement program, like legally, well, the wheels are under my ownership and then I can sell them onto this guy. Um, yep. and so I, I'm, you know, I'm giving him a brand new set of wheels and brand new slicks like for free, but, or not for free, but he, for, for a discount because, for one, I want to stand behind what I'm doing, but two, I think that's leading by example. You know, yeah, I, I, I bet he's he's stoked, and it it's just gonna he's gonna go use them, and he's gonna fall in love. Yeah, and 
and I got to, to say to everyone around me who was saying, no, just burn him. It's Facebook marketplace. Just get a new Facebook account. It's like, no, hell no. no. Like I, that's not, I'm, that's not the right way to be. Yeah. Like, so I'm, yeah, I'm spending $750 out of pocket to fix this guy's wheels, but it's worth it. And, and I'm leading by example for everybody who, who witnessed that experience or that, that, you know, situation go down a couple of days ago. And this guy is going to get to have a really good track experience. So I'm happy about yeah. that. Now that I've heard the full story, I'm not WTFing a little bit like I was last night when yeah. you said it. Cause I was like, <laughs> it's like, is this dude scamming my boy Arun? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, I scam myself. If you want to put it that way, I, <laughs> I scam myself out of a brand new set of M4 wheels. Uh, like i if i what, had bought if i had done the replacement program first i could have sold them for more <laughs> yeah no kidding right uh, they're brand new they're brand new and i well and one of them was actually scratched and so i had discounted them for the scratch but not for the uh, bends that i didn't know existed <laughs> yeah and you don't know unless tires are off and or if you're driving on them well or if they're getting balanced and you can see them that like that very too. badly wobbling <laughs> on the balance machine yeah that was that was a frightening video to get. <laughs> oh, dang! Um, yeah. Well, anyways, so basically, the the message at this point is: if you get people who ask you for help as you're on your journey of self improvement, you give them help. And whether that's sharing new tactics for for how to do a burnout, whether that's sharing fitness advice, whether that's helping somebody get their business started. Lead by example in that way. You don't have to post on social media about it. If you feel comfortable doing it, I suggest you do it because you're going to impact somebody's life for the better. And that is our driven way. That's one of our core values. So lead by example. Keep doing that. Push yourself and and keep getting better and share it with people and help them along the way. So with that, Dan, do you know of any other ways that, that people can get more involved with being driven and we are driven. Yeah. If you want to be more involved with us, you know, shoot us a message and, uh, come join our discord where, you know, we, we get together every Wednesday and we chat and we give our stories kind of similarly to the way that Arun and I do. And, and, uh, you know, we go through wins and losses and some of the members ask questions of, you know, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. And we try and answer them. Um, so if you want to, want to do more with us and, and being driven, I highly suggest that uh, you go out to the website or message myself or Arun and we'll get you more involved. Please raise your hands, volunteer. We, we love to see it. <laughs> yeah. And it's whether you're doing the, the, the motivational messages on a daily basis, you know, I send out 4am uh, motivational messages every day. Uh, if you want to, if you want help with accomplishing every goal you've ever set, then you get in the, the driven network and there's much more discord there. Like Dan was just saying, and, and that's where you can really grow and, and supercharge that self-improvement journey. Yeah. We, we really want this to be a place where people are comfortable and, and can have, you know, their questions heard and whether it's on a personal level or business or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of ways that the the membership to the driven network pays for itself very quickly. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so 
I guess that's all we got. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, Dan, where can people find you? Uh, I am Dan underscore LaRue on Instagram, Dan LaRue on LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, uh, I do have a TikTok account. I'll admit it now. What? Uh, I don't know what I don't know what the username is though. So uh, <laughs> it's out betrayed. there. We both feel betrayed. We'll begin and end uh, this podcast with betrayal. I, I follow nobody, and nobody follows me, so it's okay. All right, uh, fine. Um, that's where you can find me. <laughs> and uh, so I'm at Arun D Kumar on everything: LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. But don't think I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to interact with you. I'm not going to do anything on TikTok, but just post. I'm just only focused on that one little button in the middle, the little plus thing for posting. Because that thing, even even in the little bit I did today, it's like a black hole of engagement. Like, mm-hmm. It's so easy to just get lost in that app. Um, so yeah, anyways, we don't need to give it any more airtime than we've already given it today. <laughs> so... With that, this has been Arun Dan. We appreciate you listening. Until next time, stay driven. See you next week.